You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. to another cooperative multiplayer and yes I realized that this is kind of a quick turnaround from what Thursday afternoon or something but this is kind of like the regular day we're going to be doing it for a little while so I figured we should probably get back on track first and then start from there uh, with me today is Mr. Mark Morrison howdy he is the only one with me today Daniel had to work late last night and he literally woke up like an hour before to be like uh yeah i can't do it this week and robert has a really important thing going on in his class so he cannot uh join us either hopefully we'll have both of them back at some point uh but uh i guess we should start things with what we are playing uh what do you play i, I heard you're doing some project cars yeah, it's still under embargo until uh, Wednesday, I think, but it's really good so far, and I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> well, hey, that's that's good news. It, you know, it could be the other way around, so yeah, that's always, especially with how many, I don't know, how many times it got delayed? Yeah, that's kind of why it's surprising, or I know it's kind of an industry joke, but I've enjoyed it so far. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, Singularity on PC, which is fine. Um, I finally ordered a copy of Puyo Puyo Tetris, so I'm pretty pumped about that. And I bought some games on Steam. One of them is Cabela's African Adventures. Why? It looked goofy. Anything else of a uh, note? Uh, I finally got the King's Quest and Space Quest collections because they were finally on sale again. And a friend of mine gifted me the uh, 3D Realms Anthology pack. Nice. What is what is in that? A whole bunch of 3D Realms games that I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Duke. I've I've heard of Duke Nukem Forever. And that's about it. And I've heard of Death Race, but stuff yeah, like Death Race. Uh, Word Rescue, Wacky Wheels, uh, Hocus Pocus, Major Striker. It's like, uh, alright. <laughs> I've heard of Hocus Pocus. Well, more of the movie than Yeah, that's what I've game. heard too, yeah. I don't think it's like an adaptation of the game or anything, so... <laughs> uh, well, I've been uh, continuing to play some Axiom Verge. Uh, I, I like the game. It's obviously very much like Metroid, but I just wish that they would tell you where the doors are. Uh, there's a map, and it doesn't really explain very much. Uh, you're just going through every door, and then sometimes you can even get stuck in certain doors. And yep. you have to basically kill yourself. There were two areas in that game I found problematic. One is one, right after you get the coat, the first coat. Did, did you get that yet? No. The first coat lets you, uh, like, teleport between one block, like one tile. 
and I didn't know what to do with it. And I eventually found an area that I could finally get to, and I phased through a wall, and it's like, oh, here you need to go. <laughs> What's the other? Uh, later on, you'll get to an area, and you'll have to make a pretty decent jump, and you can't get back to the starting area for a while after that jump. Like, it kind of screwed me up after for a little bit, because I was like, no, I want to go back, but you can't. You have to, like, make a big circle to go where you need to go back to. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that, I, that's really my only complaint about the game. The game is fun. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I have the drill that lets you go through the uh, these concrete blocks. And I think I've gotten to whatever the second area is. Um, and... But it's kind of frustrating sometimes just going through the wrong door and then you realize you have to kill yourself in order to be able to restart. And I don't remember Metroid being like that. I remember it... Maybe I remember it wrong, but I remember it allowing you to know where the doors are and if you needed to go back, you can backtrack without having the penalty of, oh, well, I can't hit this switch now because you can only hit it from that the other side. So now I'm kind of stuck. Um, there, there's, yeah. one, there's one area of Super Metroid that's kind of like that, but I know what you mean. <laughs> but uh, I think other than that, I played a little bit of the Marvel Future Fight game on my phone. Uh, it, obviously, it, all, it also like pretty much blew up my phone uh, after it installed, and I played it once because it basically, you know, it starts as this nice little... 30 megabyte thing and then as soon as you play it it balloons into this almost like one gig file and it actually uh, is not that bad of a game it's you know not hard it's on your phone I mean you can't imagine that it, it's going to be but you have a lot of, there's a lot of characters and there's actually depth in the skill trees and getting to level up characters and stuff like that there's a lot of missions and so, like, for it being free, there's plenty of stuff for you to do if you're a mobile person and uh, have a lot of space on your phone. I don't, so. Uh, speaking of phone, uh, Tekken also celebrated the 20-year anniversary uh, with uh, making a Tekken Galaga. <laughs> Did you see that? No. It's, like, Tekken characters, but and uh, the little things that you kill with the Galaga ship is uh, like the pandas and stuff from Tekken. It's <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> but you know, if you're a big Tekken fan, I guess, and and you like Galaga, go check go check that out. It's free too. That, that reminds me of the King of Fighters uh, shooter. There was a King of Fighters shooter. Yep, on Xbox Live, it was uh, King of Fighters Sky Stage. Wow. That, somehow that doesn't really surprise me at all that they would just do something weird like that, but you never know. I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing to have these kind of different uh, ways to experience like a favorite game or whatever, you know? There's been, I guess, weirder crossovers. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we should start kind of like how we started uh, last week with our little series here. Um, I'm sort of taking this from my buddy Randy over there at the Backlog, backlog Busting. They kind of did a series sort of like this, the top five games that kind of influenced either their playing styles or reasons why 
um, they game or really got into gaming. Uh, uh, so, like, if you had to name five games that you think about and go, well, these are the reasons why I love these sort of games or I, I just love gaming in general, what what would be that for you? Uh, for me, it would be uh, Zelda Link to the Past, the SNES one, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Tetris, uh, Suikoden 2 on the PS1, and a pretty unknown game on PC called Space Rangers 2. What is Space Rangers 2 about? It is, uh, you are a space, a t- a space ranger in the galaxy, but the game has a bunch of different gameplay styles in it that you can basically do whatever you want. Like, at, on the surface level, it's a 2D, like, uh, turn-based space combat game, but there are also like three, di- like two-dimensional arcade levels. There's an RTS in it. There's a direct control RTS in it. There's like a whole adventure game mechanic to it. It's really insane. <laughs> Dang, a lot of stuff in one game. Yeah, it kind of it doesn't like nothing's ever great with because of it, but everything's really interesting. Like one of the mini games is you're like it's like a pizza competition for the galaxy and you have to figure out how to make a pizza that all the different alien races will like so it's like you can put on mushrooms or gummy bears or like circuit boards (laughs) dang (laughs) that's pretty interesting yeah Uh, i have to agree with you on Suikoden. Suikoden, i mean seriously like if you have a uh, ps3 and you have money to go buy that as a PlayStation Classic, you should. Uh, if you like RPGs at all, you really uh, owe yourself a favor to check out Sweeping Into. It is fantastic. Uh, I think uh, for me, I mentioned some of them uh, last week, but um, Chrono Trigger for me is still, I still play that I think once a year, and it's still awesome. It is a big reason why I love RPGs. Um, especially of the J variety, because it's still one of the best games um, ever made. I think uh, if you still have not played that game, uh, you should do that somehow. I don't, I don't know about trying to find the DS copy. That's pretty rare these days, but I guess there's other ways to try to play the game. Uh, I think uh, for me, uh, the the Tech Mobile games uh, when I was a kid uh, of course uh, loving sports Tecmo Bowl was like one of those first games that it wasn't hard it's not like Madden you know it's especially Super Tecmo Bowl because it had the seasons and whatnot but it was it was easy enough to understand but it had depth to it and you know just just getting like to know the players in the game and that way it is the first time where I got to play a game and then I felt like, okay, now I know all the players. Now I can go watch this game and, like, I can name uh, players and stuff like that. It's the same kind of concept where people don't want to admit it, but I, the only reason we ever know most of the names of these wrestling moves is from playing all the wrestling video games and stuff like that. So um, there's a there's a bunch of different ways to think about sports games other than just, oh, I love sports and that's why I play them. I think it's there's hidden things, I think, that 
you appreciate about sports games that help you sometimes understand the actual game you're watching. Um, that being said, also the the Blitz games, uh, I love those. Um, they're a reason why I like arcadey things and uh, why I got into like uh, arcade racers. Like um, it started, I think, with like Cruising USA stuff like that. You know, those games that were probably terrible back then but as you know young uh being younger that was like cool that you get to you can just drive a car and it will just crash into this thing and it just it keeps going anyway you know like it's uh something that would not happen in uh you know the forza games or whatever but back back then that was that was pretty awesome i remember or was it uh that split second game that one of the best games like disney interactive ever made that um, I don't think it ever gets enough credit. It was a really cool game just from how fast you had to move, but how slick everything was and how really nice it looked and how smooth it was. Um, and that's considering Disney didn't make, you know, that many great games back then. That's it's still something that stands out to me. Uh, I think it, I think it had competition from other racing games. It was like Mario Kart. Yeah. That was that was like split seconds big problem. <laughs> True, but I yeah I wish they would at least uh, I wish they could go back to that and make like a second one or something. But probably won't ever uh, get to see it. I think. Not unless it's in Disney Infinity. <laughs> yeah, no, just right. <laughs> put put that in there. Um, I uh, I think uh, also the oh man why am I blanking right now but for uh, for sure Rock Band which we're gonna talk about that today because they revealed a few new things that they're gonna put into Rock Band for that allows you to be more expressive um, in the game which is nice because especially with what Guitar Hero is doing they need to do something other than just making it what you remember. Uh, so I like I like that. Yeah, I may not use it just because I'm so used to playing the game the way it is. But the fact that it's there, I think, allows people to um, enjoy that um, and, and have a little more freedom with their game. Uh, another thing is uh, tact- Final Fantasy Tactics. I would have never, ever cared about a strategy RP. Never played a strategy game at all until I played Final Fantasy Tactics and go, I kind of like this whole having characters that I can level up, but yet it's also not just like an RPG where I'm leveling and I'm going through the story. This kind of has like playing chess, but also having a story, having characters and melding all that into one. And I think that, you know, you you can go on and then look at uh, Fire Emblem's older, but Advance Wars and that kind of thing. Um... You know, Valkyria Chronicles is a kind of freeform take on that, but being able to play those kind of games goes back to tactics for me. It's still one of the best uh, strategy RPGs ever to come out. Um, and Disguise probably it's more uh, current form of it. But going going back to the what they're doing in in Rock Band uh, Four, which this is going to be uh, apparently IGN's doing a whole month long thing on this. Uh, on next Friday, they're going to do the first gameplay reveal for it, so we'll be able to know exactly what the new special things are. 
for the game, and, and they're going to reveal uh, songs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they're going to add expression. Things like, now the song will start, if you play drums, you have to count people in. Like, you have to hit the cymbals or hit the drum kit about like three or four times in order to start the song instead of the song just starts automatically it's it's little things but i think it's cool it allows you to feel more like you're in that band that that fantasy of being in the band and then to add on to that like when you play drums you would just have random fills right that would just show up randomly throughout the song and you just hit it and, and then it would hit overdrive now there's going to actually be real fills that you would play depending on the genre of the song. They're not going to be laid out like uh, the song itself, but there there's going to be buttons there that you hit. Um, or, you know, a certain, uh, whether it's the whatever color it is, you hit those certain things to start the overdrive instead of just having this play whatever the hell you want and hope that your uh, latency on your TV doesn't make it to where you miss the actual last one you have to hit or whatever, which I think might work better. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to complain that it takes some of the freedom away, but it'll be there. Um, and I th they've overhauled the singing a little bit, uh, They, which is the thing that I do the most. If you can kind of stay in tune with the song, it's not only just now about trying to hit the same pitch as the singer or being on that same pitch now you can kind of go up and down uh depending on if you're staying in tune or not if you, you've been hitting all the notes the way you're supposed to it'll let you go up and down kind of using your uh what would uh kind of doing your own harmonies if you want they've also gone back and added harmonies for all of the legacy dlc so if you liked Harmonies in the Beatles games or uh, the Green Day games or whatever, um, you can now play Harmonies on any of the old songs. Um, so there you go for that. And they've now confirmed that Rock Band's career mode is going to be an RPG. Uh, basically, you're going to level up your band. You're going to uh, go through uh, different gigs and playing shows. And the, the, actual, the guy that's um, singing, you're going to do just like what a real singer would do you're going to step up to the mic and you're going to have to talk to the audience a little bit you're not going to just i'm sure this will be able you can kind of toggle some of this stuff off because i'm sure not everybody's going to want to do that but you can actually before you start go on and make a joke with them or say something you know like everybody ready to rock out or something whatever you know just that's there um if you want it and apparently also if you're one of those people the stage kit is apparently going to be uh, working for Rock Band 4. So, if you're one of those people that bought that really expensive stage kit that has the lighting and all the smoke and all that kind of stuff, go for it, dude. You can play that. Um, I hope I get, like, purple epic guitars for my band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're supposed to reveal the, the instruments, too, along with this, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that they change that because I think you had to... I, it was uh, more about unlocking things in a more difficult way with Rock Band 3. Hopefully they get back to, you can kind of, the stuff that you have, the gold you have stored up or whatever, you can buy the unlocks, which is much better, I think. Um, but yeah, so they we talked about the Batman season pass last time. 
And now they've revealed a little bit more about it. Uh, one of the big catches is going to be you can play as Batgirl in an all-new prequel story. So this leads more to the, you know, having the story mission sort of mean something uh, in this uh, in this DLC. And, and also, what a great way to, like, sell the premium edition. Hey, the premium edition is basically the season pass and the game for the same price. You're not saving any money. So what's the point of buying the premium edition for? It's I, premium. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I guess you don't have to, like, go on your system and press another button to... I mean, they did, the that season with, they just did that with Mortal Kombat X. I know, but seriously, like, at least if you're going to include the bundle, like, take $10 off or something, you know, just... I got a feeling this Batgirl DLC is going to be pretty lame, just like the Robin stuff and the Nightwing stuff, and I think it was Arkham City? Yeah. Uh... That, that wasn't great. I got a feeling it's going to be a lot like that. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm sort of worried about this, you know, as Daniel said, that this might, I, I just, the only thing I'm worried about is that let's say a lot of people buy this and then automatically this means that this is going to become something that people start doing where, hey, uh, let's include some extra story stuff that might be important so that we can grab you to buy DLC. Like, it's no longer going to be really extra content. Now it's going to be content that you're really going to want, but we don't want to put it in the game so that you'll pay more money for this because we know that you may not buy the game at launch or you know you might buy it used so it doesn't go to us so this is a way we can make sure we get the money what do you mean started doing they've been doing this for the past two years <laughs> well i know but i mean it it felt more like extra content it didn't necessarily feel like it was something i needed to play you know and i think that's what uh, it's worrisome about this DLC is that it'll be stuff that is kind of interconnecting the story to where what are we uh, oh we're missing stuff oh that's in the DLC by the way you know do you think uh, if this succeeds we might see more more games do it or is this sort of a one off type deal no like don't do it because they know people will pay for it and they've already like i like i said they've already been doing it so i think especially with warner brothers and how they kind of operate that they'll keep doing it for as much for as long as they can yeah sadly like like what, what like look what happened with injustice like they had their season pass of four characters and then they announced another four characters and it's like come on guys <laughs> Well, I mean, that's sort of more like... Isn't that more like rewarding the player, though, for... Okay, you guys bought this. You guys keep putting money into the game, so here's more characters to play so you can keep playing the game? I mean... Not really, because if you bought the season... Like, season passes should be, like, all the like all the content that they release from then on. Except for, like, very specific cases, like Forza, maybe. But it just kind of felt... Like, they're, like, digging into people more and more. Right. I think Nintendo did it. You know, people complain about Nintendo not doing things the way everybody else does, but 
they have a great model. I think what they did for Mario Kart was awesome. They gave, what was it, like, a bunch of uh, new characters or, you know, racers and, uh, like, four different modes or and then tracks and everything for, like, ten bucks. I mean, it was a bunch of the game for only, like, ten bucks. And then they added another thing. And I think... Uh, the, the the villager one came with it too. That's gonna come out later. Plus, you got the free 200 CC for free. I mean, that's why people should do it. But of course, the problem is this new monetization of stuff continues to be uh, the way of the the future, and that's what we're gonna get now until somebody finally puts their foot down and says, "Look, I'm not paying for extra content," but. People love their games so much they want to keep investing in it. And then it's a way to give back, I guess. It's the same thing with, like, you know, I want to buy DLC tracks. Not only because I want those songs, but I want to give back to Harmonix 2 for making, you know, Rock Band or whatever. But eh, that's also $2. It's not necessarily 20 or $30. And you're not always getting a bunch of great content for that $30. Yeah. Uh, the successor to Banjo-Kazooie has finally been revealed. Um, the characters are called Yuka, Y-O-O-K-A, and he is a chameleon. And his partner is a purple bat named Laylee. So it's Yuka Laylee. And they met their Kickstarter in about 40 minutes. Um, the pledge is probably close to a million by now. Um, it's a UK studio based, uh, made up of a bunch of former Rare people, and the game's supposed to come out in October 2016. Um, and also, apparently, Rare has confirmed that they're making a new game, and it's going to be announced at E3. So, but, uh, you know, it could, I guess, technically sort of be like Banjo Kazooie, but not with those characters. Do you think uh, this ukulele thing is going to work? I mean, it's been a while since we really had a 3D platformer, so it, it's probably got it's it's a uh, it's certain amount of fans, I'm sure. I think it just shows that genre is still alive, but just developers aren't willing to like invest in it. Like, I guess there's Nintendo, but the last two like Mario games weren't as epic as Mario Galaxy One or Two was, and look at like Crash Bandicoot. Or Spyro, like actual Spyro, not Skylanders, or like Ratchet and Clank. Like those games have disappeared mostly from the landscape. <laughs> yeah, because even uh, Skylanders and those are more like Gauntlet than they are, you know, like 3D platformers or whatever, sort of. So even then, you know, they're trying to make a new type of game for kids. And I think uh, people just kind of have this nostalgia for these games. They're also It's also people that know how to make these games. That's also very important that sometimes you get people that they're just going off of, okay, well, I remember this game being awesome, so I want to make this. And it doesn't turn out great. But when you have people that are experienced in this kind of thing, uh, I think it's uh, you should look forward to it. I mean, I think um, supposedly... Well, I mean, it's a chameleon. We we know they're known for having long tongues. Basically, you're going to use Yuka's tongue to grab things, and 
the bat can fly you around so instead of just jumping everywhere you can also fly places and um, so I mean it sounds interesting we'll have to see I saw a little bit of gameplay of it it's like the chameleon jumping around this three map and getting coins and all the stuff you're probably used to in this kind of you know very looks very much like the 64 games that we remember just making just making a gex game Oh yeah, I when well, Square announced that, I'm still thinking. You know, there's other franchises that I'm sure people are just dying to come back, and you guys are thinking about making Gex. Like, who seriously goes? I want another Gex game. I, right. I, <laughs> I mean, do you do? I mean, I just the only the only person I can think of is Dana Gould who voiced Dex or Gex. <laughs> Yeah, I think we have enough of that with the Geico commercials. We're, we're good on that. But uh, DICE has revealed that there's going to be now 12 multiplayer maps for Star Wars Battlefront. Um, there's also going to be... Uh, Sullus might be for those maps. They haven't completely confirmed that, but at least we know Sullus is going to have uh, quite a few of those. And there's not only going to be, you know, a tip what what you normally expect in these kind of things. There's also going to be close combat, so it's not just going to be roaming around having the the sort of really big map that you have to kind of try to find someone and and kill them and kill the big machines and all that stuff. Does that kind of make you more interested that you're going to have like large scale battles and kind of closer battles too, or do you not? Carol. I I really question how they can how they're going to do smaller maps or like close range combat because unless they're going to give everyone a lightsaber, then Star Wars isn't exactly known for having like a bunch of close range weaponry. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess like the stormtrooper like laser guns, I guess, are probably like the only thing that would work. But, yeah, other than that, you're right. It's not like they just have this large amount of, you know, close-range weapons. But neither did Halo, really. A lot of that's just guns, and then they finally come out with the sword, and then all of a sudden now it's like, okay, now I want to go slash you everywhere. But everyone, I, I don't I everyone, don't know. I mean, what? Everyone just rushes for the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That was the problem. Like once they introduced the sword, like now it was more like, okay, let's just find the sword that's easier to kill people with. I think if you're introducing lightsabers into that, which did they have those in the other two with the guns? I think that I want to say there might have been a Jedi class, but I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, see, like, it just, it changes the multiplayer completely, because then it, it would be, like you're saying, like, just a bunch of racing to the lightsaber, and then it's, it, I don't think it's this fun, but we'll have to see, I'm sure they'll figure it out. If they're announcing like this, they have to have it figured out for how it will work and all that. Speaking of Star Wars, Disney, well, not that we didn't know this, I mean, this has been pretty much expected ever since, uh, this is 2.0 came out, but Disney 3.0's Star Wars has been uh, leaked by a German company. Um, it's supposed to, well, at least the first two characters are going to involve Clone Wars, uh, the cartoon. Uh, it's Anakin and Asaka Tano. 
Um, they're going to be the two packed-in characters along with the playset. I like how every time we come out with a new Infinity, we have less things in the pack-in. You know, when it first started, it was three playsets with one character for each playset. Then with the Marvel, it was three characters and one playset, which makes sense because of the way that that was set up. And now you have two characters in one playset. I like how they're picking the most popular characters, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I mean, you would, we would, you would think it would have a lot more to do with the films, the movies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, especially with the way that Nintendo or not Nintendo, Disney really doesn't want you to care about Clone Wars. I mean, they made Rebels so that they could just completely distance themselves from that. Yet they make characters for this game involving Clone Wars. It just, it's just a little bit weird. Uh, oh, I hope I can get a wig in Tilly's character. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that it... I mean, there, it doesn't say that it's Star Wars 3.0 Clone Wars. It just says that these characters are from Clone Wars. Uh, the box itself just has Star Wars on it. So it's possible they could be mixing and matching, which I think would be... It lends itself more to the whole Infinity thing where you're mixing and matching in the toy box. But I would hope that at least you let... Uh, for the play sets lets you have a bunch more characters involved because even then they still made it a big deal where the Marvel Universe is supposed to be all-encompassing it's not like Disney where they have their own little movies and and whatever and I can understand not wanting them to mix but like only letting Rocket be the only guy that can go into the into the Avengers one and making it to where Hulk is like the only one in Iron Man that are that can go into the Guardians one. I thought that was really limiting and it's kind of silly when you're you're promoting this big Marvel universe. They should all be able to go into each other. Star Wars is even more unified than that. There shouldn't be this big of a problem. So, and I think that you get more game, you get more play out of that. You get more people wanting to buy the playset. So this doesn't make sense to me the way Disney's wanting to do this. Um, I would hope that they learn their lesson here at some point, but whatever. It's, uh, it's now, apparently, I didn't know they were doing this, but now they're apparently tracking the Toys to Life uh, sales for these things. Um, actually, individually, per the characters. So apparently, Skylanders toys are at 44%, and units sold in 25% in revenue for the year. Disney is up 56%. Uh, and then Nintendo's Amiibo is up 145%, and they don't have a game. So, <laughs> once again, it, <laughs> Nintendo proves that all you have to do is have awesome characters, and people will buy things. Yep, like the like the Wii Fit Trainer. <laughs> yes, like the Wii Fit Trainer that somehow people are really cl clamoring for. I, I don't understand that, but... You know, it is what it is. Nintendo actually came out with a statement saying that they're going to release more of the Amiibos. Um, they understand that this is a problem and that um, they're going to try to work with all the retailers and actually give you notifications and stuff of when they're going to be coming out instead of just having you be like the idiot that goes to the store all the time and goes... Hey, is that Shokamibo here? Nope. No, it's not. Okay, well, I'll come back tomorrow. Who the hell has time to keep doing that? That's really good, Vinan. They should have done that from the beginning. 
But it's Nintendo. They're always slow. Can always they can always stop at the retailer exclusives also. That's really annoying. I wish they would stop with that. It's like just... Infinity and Skylanders have that also, but it's for pretty like specialized or one-off editions. Like the Amiibos are just like if you want this one character, you have to go to Target. It's like no. Yeah, it's like like yeah, you can get crystal versions of whatever the the Disney characters are, or and that's fine. Like you know, go ahead, but yeah, like the gold and silver Mario. Okay, have at it. You know, you want to make gold and silver versions of the rest of the guys. Okay, but don't tell us that I have to go to Toys R Us for Lucario, and then it's never gonna be there because you know, people buy it as soon as it shows up. Uh, that's one of the like big limitations for me to try to get into Amiibo. I don't want to get all the commons, and then you can never find anybody else. You know, at least with Disney Infinity, I know I can walk in the store if I ever have disposable money and I want to complete the Guardian set. It's there, pretty much. You know, or walk in the GameStop. It's there, pretty much. You know? Yeah. So. Well, don't worry. Those Amiibo cards are coming out soon, so there you go. <laughs> then I will lose interest. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, if I want cards. There's just you can make a trading card game for them or something. I don't want the cards for play. What am I gonna do with these little bitty cards just sitting around? You know, at least the figures. Like I have my Jack figure right here in front of my computer. I could sit here and stare at it. Yeah, whatever. But uh, Dead Island 2 has been delayed in 2016. That sort of doesn't really surprise me when I saw the game. When it was revealed, I really didn't think it would come out this year. Um, once again, they're stating that it's so that they can... Uh, it's focused purely on development, and they want to uh, be able to make sure that it's a good game. So They want to make it more like Dying Light. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Well, Dying Light was good. Like, Dead I like the first Dead Island game was good, but the last... Two or three were not. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. I just couldn't get into that first Dead Island game. So. The, the problem with that one was the beach area was cool, like the resort area. But after you get into the town, it, the game sucked. Especially when you had to start moving to the sewers. Like, it was just not fun at all. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Because you're not in an open area to, like, fight zombies. You're in, like, very tight corridors, and you have to keep going through them constantly with enemies respawning, like, the second you get out of it. And it's like, no. I've cleared this area. I just want it to stay cleared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to have to keep going through the same area a bunch of different times and, and fighting the same monsters and, and all this kind of stuff. I just... <sighs> It, it's. I guess it's a way to keep you playing because you feel like it's never ending or, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we have a. You know. We. I think we talked about. I don't know. Remember if we talked about it on here or not. The Square Enix, coming out with their own conference, and now there's going to be a PC gamers conference. Uh, it will be the last conference of the day on Monday. At 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Are you uh, excited for this? I think they said something about Blizzard being on and a few of the other guys. Well, um, if, if Blizzard's on, they'll probably just announce their 
announce some Hearthstone content or like StarCraft 2.3 or whatever the fuck they're going to call. But I think it's Legacy of the Void. Yeah. Uh, and Overwatch stuff. Ugh. Or, or Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yeah, Heroes of the Storm is going to have come out like uh, a couple weeks before that. So I'm sure there will be a lot of Heroes of the Storm stuff. Hey. What, you don't like Overwatch? I don't like Lazy Blizzard. <laughs> Why are you saying it's lazy? I. It just feels like they're, since Titan failed, they're trying to cram as much of the crap from that into this game. And maybe it'll be good, but I'd rather them, them just try to come out with, like, not the same stuff they've been doing. What, so what, what, uh, I want is there really I want anything Star else? I want StarCraft Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> you and Robert both just want that StarCraft Ghosts. <laughs> it did look really interesting. Like, I, I still remember having the Game Informer issue that had StarCraft Ghosts as, like, the, the cover. I mean, it, it was really interesting. And I didn't even know anything about StarCraft at the time. And I, I wanted to play that game, so... I would honestly... I think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I think they should have explored it by now, you know? I honestly just want, like, the MMO version of StarCraft at this point. Like, I want them to do, like, Galaxy of StarCraft and... But isn't that what Titan was supposed to be, sort of? I thought it was still supposed to be, like... Not... No, it wasn't going to take place in Warcraft, but I thought it was supposed to be like that type of setting, like medieval or. That no, type I thought of it thing. was a sci-fi. Um, okay. MMO. If that was the case, they should have kept it because I don't want. I'm tired of fantasy. I want science fiction. <laughs> That's easier to get into than Eve Online. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you have the Old Republic, but. I want yeah. good science fiction. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, with, with if you have Blizzard behind it, you, you'd think that they would. I mean, as much as people play that multiplayer for StarCraft still, uh, you'd think that they could do that with all the different characters they have and all that. But, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give Blizzard this much. At least they didn't do Heroes of the Storm, but put that in Overwatch or whatever and use the same characters they already have. At least they're making new characters, so... I'll give them that much. Maybe, you know, not everybody's a big fan of what Overwatch is, but at least it's sort of something new. It's, it's pretty much what Blizzard does, you know. They just make it a, a game that's already out there, whatever they think is easier for people to get into or whatnot, so... They should make another Justice League fighting game. <laughs> Isn't that one of their like our first games that they made? Yeah, they made two of them, or one of, like the first was like a Superman platformer. Make another uh, Lost Vikings or rock and roll racing game. I'm not gonna hate on yeah, that. Exactly. So, what do you think about this GTA 5 uh, update that renders mods useless? You talked about that Rockstar was not really big on GTA having mods in the first place. You think this is kind of done on purpose, or... Oh, yeah. Is it more about fixing the other stuff? No, it is done on purpose, but people already figured out how to bypass it and downgrade the game like I did. So, screw them. <laughs> so, 
So like, what what are like? Uh, I know they haven't had the mods for them that long. Like, what are the mods like helping with or anything that? I heard the mods were infecting the online part, so you'd have like infinite money, or you couldn't die, or infinite ammo. And I'll agree that mods shouldn't impact like those type of mods shouldn't impact the game that way. But like field of vision mods, for example, like that does not particularly matter to most people like who cares <laughs> right yeah and i mean good on good on them for actually like a, trying to address that and saying okay well we're not going to just have you litter our online gameplay where you can't play it because people just keep using the mods to uh, kind of hack into it and get infinite money or whatever and besides, people hack into online games all the time, like Call of Duty or World of Warcraft. Like, get over yourselves. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make it okay. I agree, but it still happens. And like them trying to punish people who want to use single player mods is kind of, it's like not cool for of them. <laughs> uh, you can um. Well, speaking on that, now uh, Valve has made it to where the developers are the ones that are going to be banning people. They have given the developers of the games themselves the ability to decide when someone is being unruly and you can ban them instead of having Valve do it. You think that's really going to help at all? I... I doubt it. I mean, I guess it depends on what type of cheating they're going after, but I, from what I understand, the, va the Valve anti-cheat system worked pretty well, except in, like, Call of Duty, because there's so many people play that with aimbots now. See, that's where I, I hate that, because it's just like, you're not really... You're, you're using a bot so that you can win. You're not, like, showing that you're great at the game. It's just... Why is that fun? I don't... Well, just so you can get stuff faster, or, like, get... Like, that's... So you can get, like, the gun to the gun you want, or, you know, anything like that. Or so you can prestige. <laughs> uh, if you have a PS3, and for some reason... You don't want to just go buy the PS3 games that are on PlayStation now... Starting next week, you can now do the subscription model that you can do on the PS4. Um, you can buy one month for 20 bucks or three months for 45 bucks. I still think it's not worth it at all, unless you just have no PS3 games and you have a really good internet connection, because it's going to be janky and you could probably find most of these games that you like cheaper. Just by going to a GameStop or something. Just, I don't know. Save your money. <laughs> I mean, you think, really, like, P PS3 is worth it? Probably not, right? I mean, I or, guess it... Uh, now? If you're on a budget, then it kind of does make sense. And if you don't, if you're not care, you don't care about, like, super accurate games, then, I mean, kind of go for it. Like, I wouldn't play a racing game on it, but, like, uh... GTA maybe, like one of the old ones, or like GTA 4 or 5, or possibly Uncharted, 
like that would be fine, but I wouldn't play a Street Fighter on it or anything like that. Yeah, anything that requires you to have like no Pre- latency. Preci- like you, when you, if you have to deal with precision in a game, then it's not going to work out too well. Right. Uh, the uh, one of the directors, I think, on Kotor has put it out there that he wants to make another Star Wars RPG. Uh, he said he'd love to work with the Obsidian guys again. I think it's a no-brainer if people want another Star Wars RPG. Um, I'm sure Disney... You think if Battlefront succeeds, they can use that money to make another kind of Star Wars game? Or we're just kind of going to be stuck on Battlefront? Uh, we'll be stuck on Battlefront because I think a lot of the money is going to go to EA because they made the game. Uh, I don't think they, they have no interest in making a KOTOR 3, I don't think. That's what people want. Come on, Bioware, you're sitting there. I know you're working on Mass Effect, but Mass Effect probably wouldn't exist without those KOTOR games. Just make everybody that third one they want. Come on now. Uh, Speaking of Star Wars, the second anthology film has lost its director. Josh Trank has left, saying he wants to do something else. I don't know if that's PR speak for Disney might be looking for somebody else Disney looked at his Fantastic Four movie and said no we're good thanks <laughs> <laughs> but they had you know they signed him on I mean it's just like I-, I don't know I'm guessing he really just wanted to leave but may the fourth be with him I guess they'll get George Lucas to do it <laughs> yeah I that, just that'd be hilarious if they did <laughs> that actually wouldn't be bad for him to do I think um, you know, he said he had his own ideas for let him have his own ideas in a spinoff movie, and then Dizzy can have theirs. You know, but I mean, it, it is what it is for um, this guy. I mean, I'm sure he has a, You know, he has that Fantastic Four movie. He has other things he wants to do. I'm sure he will be just fine. And the weird department uh netflix has ordered a green and eggs and ham adaptation series um yeah (laughs) i'm guessing this is going to be sort of animated or cg i ellen degeneres is behind this she says it's going to be cutting edge animation we have never seen uh green eggs and ham well, if they made a Cat in the Hat movie, why not? <laughs> I guess, right? But, I mean, how are you going to do a 13-episode series on Green Eggs and Ham, a storybook that's, like, really short? I mean, Each page will be an episode. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Doctor Susu, you know, those, those uh, books have been made into some nice... Uh, the Lorax was was decent uh, I love the I love the Horton here's a who um, you know so it's not like it hasn't been done before so it's it's there just thought that was really weird that Netflix is just saying okay we're doing this <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for their adaptation of big dog little dog <laughs> uh, 
I'm still hoping that Zelda one is is happening. But I'm not going to hold my breath for Nintendo on that. Uh, apparently, Wolfenstein the Old Blood is going to have more of Wolfenstein 3D in it. So, if you wanted to play the old game, you can do that with Old Blood. Have you decided if you're going to get Old Blood or not? Well, I don't have the money to buy it anymore, but if I can get it for review, I'll probably play it. Or, I'll probably just get it when it comes out, or... Like in a month or two, when it after the review hit, but I'm pretty optimistic about that game. There's apparently nine nightmare levels in this game, so lots of stuff to look forward to. I think the old, the old game is just emulated completely in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thing, I think. You know, just there's a lot of people who probably are playing this game now that, like me, that never played Wolfenstein 3D. You know, so. It's not a bad thing to go back and see where the, you know, one of the early things, uh, see where it came from, and, and see how much it's evolved. Uh, so, I think uh, it, I mean, like I said, we started on Thursday, it's now Monday, not a whole lot has happened since then. Um, speaking of uh, stuff that's coming out soon, though, uh, Project Cars is hitting the current gen next week. Uh, Final Fantasy X, X, X2 HD Remaster is coming out next week. Uh, I'm still sitting here deciding whether I want to get that or not. <laughs> um, that Shigamigami Tensei Double Survivor 2 Record Breaker is coming out, which they will overcharge for because it's Atlas and it's on 3DS. That's kind of what they do. Um, they know people really will buy it. <sighs> yeah, and then it like never goes down in price either, which is what makes it worse. Like, if at least it went down in price, it would be something more worth it. But um, Axiomverse on the PC comes out. If you don't uh, have it on PS4 or don't have a PS4, you can get it there on Steam. It's um, I think it's 15 bucks on Steam. So, uh, and I think uh, that's pretty much it. Invisible Incorporated is also coming out. It's a turn-based tactical strategy game. God, that's finally out. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> you don't sound too convinced. No, it's just been in like early access for a while on Steam, like over a year or two. So, why it's finally out? Yeah, for real. Well, until uh, this next Monday, where we will hopefully have a full week of stuff to talk about, uh, we shall see you. Later. Later.